gospel for this day. And children, this is the theme for your artwork. Listen carefully. Jesus took with him Peter and James and his brother John, led them up a high mountain by themselves. And he was transfigured before them, and his face shone like the sun, and his clothes became dazzling white. Suddenly there appeared to them Moses and Elijah talking with him. Then Peter said to Jesus, Lord, it is good for us to be here. If you wish, I will make three dwellings here, one for you, one for Moses, one for Elijah. While he was still speaking, suddenly a bright cloud overshadowed them, and from the cloud a voice said, This is my son, the beloved. With him I am well pleased. Listen to him. When the disciples heard this, they fell to the ground and were overcome by fear. But Jesus came and touched them, saying, Get up and do not be afraid. And when they looked up, they saw no one except Jesus himself alone. As they were coming down the mountain, Jesus ordered them, Tell no one about the vision until after the Son of Man has been raised from the dead. The Gospel of the Lord. Be Please be seated. Grace to all of you and peace from God our Creator and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. You know, it's been many years ago now that I learned something about art from a tour guide while I was in a big museum in Rome. So it's a big enough museum that they had hundreds of works of art. And fitting with my personality, I wanted to see as many works of art as possible. And so I was moving very quickly from one painting to one statue to one thing after another. And the tour guide said, Pastor, stop, stop. And she grabbed me by the arm, and she said, what are you doing? I said, well, I'm trying to see as many works of art as we can. We're only here for a few hours. And she said, Pastor, you're doing it all wrong. <laughs> you must let the art tell you a story. And I thought, what is she talking about? And then she went off on this tangent about Americans watching TV and listening to music and watching movies. And she said, you Americans, you hear stories told to you all the time and you're always passive. You're always receiving the stories. You never become part of the story. And that's what great art is about. You Look at the great art until you hear the story the artist is trying to tell you. I was standing in front of this bust. It's a head of a, like an old Roman, <laughs> really old guy. So it's, I don't know, marble or it's white, you know, kind of plaster or something. And so I thought, okay, I'll just stand here and look at this old guy. And so, I, you know, I was a little passive-aggressive. So, <laughs> so I'm standing, looking at <laughs> Pastor Katie. <laughs> she knows me really well. So. <laughs> so I'm standing there, and here's this old Roman guy. 2,000 years ago, this statue was made. I just kept looking at him. 
And I started to notice the wrinkles in his forehead and the laugh lines on the side of his eyes. I noticed his hairstyle. I noticed the wrinkles on his neck, the tilt of his head. And I came in front and had his eyes look right at my eyes and I didn't say it. I just kept looking at him until the artist did start telling me the story. And this man, I could see, was a man of great responsibility. He had carried responsibility his entire life. I could see it in that furrowed eyebrow. I could see the wisdom in his eyes that he had had to make decisions on behalf of other people. I saw a great tragedy there as well, that he has suffered much. I don't know exactly what, but there was tragedy, responsibility, wisdom, and those laugh lines on the side of his face told me all I needed to know about this man's personality. I would have completely missed it if that tour guide hadn't stopped me and said, the art is trying to tell you a story become part of the story. The gospel lesson today is a work of art. It's a word picture. And it's why we've asked the children to draw that word picture. In fact, we have a work of art on the front of our bulletin as well. And I'm going to have the screen come down and have this work of art projected up onto the screen. And when I first looked at this earlier in the week, I did my um, routine that I always do and the routine I did in that museum. A real quick cursory look and then I was on to some other task. But then I remembered the guide who said, no, you must let the art tell you a story. And so I kept looking at this work of art, and I invite you to do the same. Let it tell you a story. The story of the transfiguration and the way this artist interpreted it. I don't know about you, but my first glance went to the flame and to Jesus in the center. But almost immediately then, down to the lower left, I don't know how the author did it, but somehow I focused on the middle and then down to the lower left and I initially said, well, there's a, some people there. <laughs> and then I looked longer and I said, oh, the guy in the white shirt, that must be who? Oh my gosh. <laughs> the guy in the white shirt must be Jesus, okay? And the other three must be Peter, James, and John. Yeah, it took me a while to get it too. So, <laughs> And then I noticed that Jesus was pointing. And he's pointing up a path. And of course, the spiritual path. We're on a spiritual journey. And a journey into the light, into enlightenment, into a mountaintop experience. And I realized that it starts in the lower left-hand corner here with Jesus pointing up to a time of peace, contentment, enlightenment. Is it not why you're all here, folks? 
Isn't there something in each one of us that seeks the holy, the divine? Have you had a mountaintop moment in your life where everything was right with the world, right with you, and is almost transcendent? I know about you, when the choir was singing, it's almost like you get lifted up off your chair a little bit. When we get to the communion meal, we're going to be singing hallelujah. And that song does it for me as well. It can bring tears to your eyes, and that's that transcendent holy moment. Have you had moments like that? What would you draw? Where would you be? Maybe literally on the top of a mountain after a long hike, and you're looking out all over those snow-covered peaks in the Cascades, and it's so beautiful that you almost feel like you're part of the universe. Of course you are, but... Or you're looking at the stars at night and the Milky Ways up there or northern lights and you feel so small but still you feel connected to all of it. Or you're at the ocean, the sun is setting and you can't see the end. And it's like infinity is going out before you and you feel close to God or maybe it's in some kind of prayer time with your friends in the midst of some catastrophe, you're surrounded by loved ones and you feel that love and support in the midst of your catastrophe and it becomes a mountaintop moment. Maybe it was when you held your baby for the first time in the hospital. Maybe it was when you were up at Holden Village. It's a retreat center in the Cascade Mountains. I have felt mountaintop moments literally and figuratively there, especially during their worship services. They have one special service where they turn the lights down and a cantor sings in the background and they give everyone a little candle and on the floor there are little boxes filled with sand in the shape of a cross and they invite people to come up with their lit candles, place the candles into the sand and say a prayer for a loved one. I watch as people go up Often two by two, sometimes alone, they sit on the floor, put their candle in. Some are crying, some are praying, some are kneeling. It becomes holy watching. I sometimes feel that when you folks come up for communion and I watch as old and young come forward, receive the communion and that little phrase, body of Christ, blood of Christ, hear it in the background. And it is the holy moment of our week, a mountaintop moment. That's what Jesus is pointing to. In just that little section, the artist is telling us that we're all seeking that. And then we go up that path and we come into the presence of the holy and the divine. And then it gets a little weird with Moses and Elijah tiptoeing on the top there. And I thought, what is... What is the artist doing? It's like they're ballerina dancers. <laughs> of course, Moses is on the right, Elijah's on the left, the law and the prophets. But then I realized as I kept looking at it, I noticed Moses' hair getting pushed off to the back. It's like the light of God's presence is so much, it just, it just burns. And then I realized they're not tippy-toeing. They're being absorbed into that light. They're being pulled into that presence and that God's word coming down upon them all.
And then I laughed when I saw the guy sleeping there. <laughs> it's like, what are those guys doing? There's big things happening, and they're sleeping. And then it made me think, is this all a dream? Is this a vision somebody had of what they saw during their dream? And I thought, yeah, maybe. But what a great dream that is. And the three little dwellings there, where Peter wanted to stay on that mountain forever, never be away from it. When you were in your mountaintop moment, you never wanted to come back. You wanted to stay right there because it felt so good. And yet you all have come back down from that mountaintop moment. And that's what the artist is trying to tell us here too, that the spiritual quest of seeking out the holy and the divine includes not just going into the light on the mountaintop, it's also going back down the mountain into the valleys. And as we go back down, it, you notice the zigs and the zags of the path. What do those symbolize in the spiritual life, in your spiritual life? Maybe, maybe it reminds us that the spiritual journey is not always a direct path that there are zigs and zags, there are times of difficulty, there are times of distraction, and there are times of great elevation. And then down finally at the bottom, the guy in the white shirt is there again. Who is that one? Of course. And you can almost hear what Jesus is saying. Look at his arms. You can almost hear him saying, listen, my friends, the spiritual life is not just lived on mountains it is also here on the plain, in the valleys, where we, as God's people, mend the wounds of one another. And then you notice the man on the ground, the wounded man. And you know Jesus is just about to kneel down next to him. <clears throat> I would add one component to the drawing if I were doing it. At the bottom of the drawing, I would connect the two paths. Symbolize that there are times in our life when we go up the mountain, other times we are down the mountain. That the spiritual journey continues mountaintop to valley to the plain, ordinary days of life. How would you draw it? Your mountaintop moment. Or maybe to end our time, where would you put yourself in this painting? Would you be at the beginning of the path? Watching Jesus point? Would you be zigging or zagging? Are you in the midst of the light now? At peace with yourself and the world? Are you sleeping? Are you hiding out in one of those little dwellings? Are you in the crowd at the bottom, listening and knowing, but hesitating to move? Or are you the wounded person where Jesus is about ready to kneel to serve you? It's your story. It's your story. Put yourself in it. Amen. Most holy and blessed God, thank you 
for your presence. Thank you for your word. Thank you for this great work of art. In your holy name we pray. Amen. Please stand, page 8.